Hi, everyone. Welcome to Meet the Rockadopolis. I'm Yuslike Rockadopolis. And I'm Lance Rockadopolis. And today we are here in London in Holland Park. Is that Holland correct? Park, yes. Oh, my name is Herbie. So Lance and Herbie and I spent a very nice evening in Hackney last night. I guess it was a BDSM club, a very pared down, um, minimalist BDSM club. Yes, but very intimate, I would say. Yeah, very small, but very intimate. Yeah, it was fantastic. I had a great time. Me too, I did. Okay, good. What did you think, Lance? It was certainly different than what we were used to. It didn't have the large bondage crosses mm-hmm. typical of dungeons. Um, they did have some equipment there. They had a spanking bench. They had a little pulley winch system that can string people up to to a ex- certain extent. They also had a kind of a sarcophagus, which we didn't use. That's right. So there was like a like a little drawer or something mm-hmm. for your It was little face. windows right. at, at strategically placed locations. I actually did go inside of it and um, played around with it a little bit just to see what it was like. It was not as restrictive as I would have hoped, <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was okay. It was like being in a very small closet. So the idea was that there was a window at the head and a window at the groin. Mm-hmm. So then you could torture the person. So we're talking to Herbie, is a Londoner, uh, mm-hmm. originally from... Yeah, somewhere in West Africa. So you've been in London for about 20 years, he said? 40 years. 40, okay. So you're originally from West Africa? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so how did you end up in London? Just joined my parents, one, one of the wave of migrants from Sub-Saharan Africa, and was that in the early 80s? The early 80s, yeah. What is your favorite thing about London? It's very relaxed. With all its faults, I always say to people, pick a better city or pick a better country. Mm. That's how it's normally people can complain about. Rant and rave about empire, colonialism and all that. I've been to a lot of countries in Europe. I've traveled the world. And this is probably one of the best places for a black person on this planet. Mm. I mean, I've been to Belgium and places like that. The moment you walk into a shop, you get followed. Staff stop everything and follow you if you're Mm. black. It's very common. So you toured the United States as well. Yes. And you were doing research on blues? Yes, I still do. I lost interest the last four or five years. COVID put a damp on everything. In the last three, four years, it was mm. just been, my whole life just changed in some ways, yeah. But pick up my speed again, I've also changed my circle of friends. I have to realign. I'm like a, a river. I just meander. Shaped by what's going on That's around right. you. That's right, that's right. So what made you first interested in kink? When did you first know that you wanted to explore kink? I saw a magazine that was... People in leather chains, and for some reason, just turned me on. I don't know what it was. How old were you at that time? I could have been late teens, and also I spoke to a therapist about it because sometimes sex is sin, sex is guilt. So if somebody is doing it to me, I'm not responsible for enjoying sex. If I have sex, it's sin. If I'm forced to do it, 
don't have any more responsibility. That's right. Uh, responsibility. It works in my head, yeah. So is that kind of a fundamental sub thing, maybe? Yes, possibly. Not needing to, like, take responsibility or to take on, really, to take on the shame That's that right. one is associates with sex. Mm-hmm. Sex, yeah. So you would primarily describe yourself as a submissive, I understand that yes, cause you uh, do take a more dominant role when you're doing like a cuckold situation when you're at the bowl. Uh, that's another strange dynamic too. Sometimes I've been in cuckold relationships and I'm almost like the toy. The man tells me how to fuck his wife, mm-hmm. you know, and she's enjoying it. Or the woman will tie the man up. So would you say it's very objectifying? Objectifying. The woman can objectify. Primarily almost white men will make me, because he enjoying his black, white wife getting fucked by a black man. Or the white woman will tie the white husband up and humiliate him back. Look, I'm fucking a black man. Yeah. You got a small cock. Can go either way. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's fucked up. Or that, is it? I don't know, man. I've enjoyed it. You know? Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> The white woman can be the dominant partner of the cuckoldo relationship, or the white man can be the dominant partner of the cuckoldo relationship. So there's a lot of power. Power. In, in multiple ways, it's all directions. like a very heavy, not even a subtext, just the text of race going on yeah, there. Yeah, the subtext of race going on. And I've seen a lot of fat life as well, where I find it ironic that the more black men into race play, and more white women get offended by that on fat life. More white women upset about race play than black men on I fat see. life. Mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot. I look at <laughs> them and think this is quite amusing. It, virtue signaling. And these guys are getting their oats because they just enjoy it. They don't care whether they BBC or you know, whatever it is. They enjoy it. They don't care whether it's dehumanizing or not. They just love the role they play. Which so can be quite a very... Mm, Debasing, but there you go, each to their own. Because it's sex. Yeah. I'm not actually into race play. I just love interracial sex. doesn't have to be race play. So you distinguish between race play and interracial sex. It's, it can be one and the same, and right. it can be separate. So what interests you in interracial sex? Yeah, because growing up in uh, West Africa, everybody was black. So it's it was boring. It's boring. So they, <laughs> the other... The oh. other, the other so is we're white. the other. Oh my God, you're othering me as a white person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Last, last night we were talking about your origin story, mm-hmm. um, and it was basically you were in an abusive school. It's yeah, like. the, it's most the normal Catholic boarding school, all male Catholic boarding school. They used to beat people up, which is very common. Colonial African schools. There's a lot of beating, whipping in India too. Spanking fetishes. It could be, yeah. Oh, that's where it stems from, maybe. I don't know. It's the old corporal punishment. British schools did that in the 40s and 50s. I don't think they do that anymore. And so there might be a link between that corporal punishment as sort of distasteful as the whole discourse is. But again, that might be something that has a sexual component to it. Possibly. That into an adulthood. That's like right. my English aristocrat ex-boyfriend who had that similar situation. Right. That came on a, you know, at least a weekly basis, as okay. I recall him saying. And he just still wanted to be cane. So what interests you specifically in femdom? 
Oh, just like to be beaten, abused by a woman, you know, kicked. So, like, general heterosexuality. Yeah. And kicked. Kicked, beaten. So you like it being, like, more of a, like a primal thing? Yeah, primal, kicked, beaten. I've had my cock stilettoed. What are some of your favorite fetishes? For fetishes, leg worship, massage, tie boots, leather, cruel, very sadistic, cuddle, face slap if it's a fetish. I don't know all this stuff. I just been people been mean to me. Do you ever take the dominant role in an, like an S and M type of situation? Yes, a few times, but it's not often I do that. You also mentioned that you stopped going to BDSM clubs about 10 years ago, but are just recently then I starting. Come back. I don't know. Um, I was too busy. I was working odd hours. I used to work a lot of night work for about 15 years. So after it took a lot of my energy, but now I got fellowed, made redundant through COVID. So I'm able to realign myself. And so there was a light at the end of the COVID tunnel, as it were. So I started getting interested, meeting people. But I find it hard to meet a lot of like-minded people. I like meeting people like you, you know, sapiosexuals. That's a word I learned two years ago. I didn't know there was a word like that. And I said, I like to have intellectual intercourse with kingsters. So I've met a few online. And a few have befriended me because they like my word play or whatever it is. And, and some people back off. They find it too intelligent. It grows boring. Hmm. So I've been to clubs where people have ignored me. I don't walk like a, a sub. Because even though I don't dress like a dom, I don't dress like a sub. But people still think you don't look like. Hmm. So maybe it's my... Because of the ball thing? That they're willing to accept quickly, yes, that's right. Black man, Serb, because a lot of black men who you meet who are Serbs tend to be gay on Fat Life. Mm. And I've, I've been hit on by a lot of gay men because of some of the pictures and the way I pose. They don't even ask me, can I be your friend? They just go into my inbox, what they want to do to me. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's with right. all the women. That's right, women, do, I know, I know, yeah. yeah. Do we want to okay. talk about this huge... <laughs> I don't think he wants us to talk about oh, it. No, I don't, I don't care. Are you proud of it? I am. Uh, I masturbate a lot, touch myself a lot. I think, therefore I am. I wank, therefore I exist. <laughs> the oh. cats. The cart. I wank, oh. therefore I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. do you ever go back to... No, I have, I've been once a few years ago but that's about it I'm here I'm British I call myself Afro-Saxon Afro-Saxon <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed a change in the kink scene over the past 20 years yeah it's become very commercialized some people did. it's become a fashion a fad in some places you go people just dress up mm. and there's a lot of a lady friend used the word I can't it's not catfishing there's a male a male version of catfishing where doms seek out male subs or newbies and exploit them the way, same way that male doms exploit women. Mm-hmm. They go out to clubs, hand out their cards. And How do they exploit them? I've seen people 
work at fetish events. There's an event in London every first Sunday of the month. It's called London Alternative Market. You see a lot of people handing out their cars. You could tell that it's commercial, pro dorms, no actual dorms, fine dorms, and opportunists. You know, yeah. They give me their card. I go home and look at it. I'm thinking, nah, there's just an escort person. Nothing wrong with that. I noticed on your FetLife profile, you do a lot of writing. What do you like to write about? Social issues. I like irony, satire, humor. I like to question ideas, thoughts. I'm all over the place sometimes. I hate polemics. I like to come from both sides of an argument. And I studied critical theory and structuralism and all that stuff. So I did a lot in my humanities, why you call liberal arts. In Europe, we call humanities and social sciences. So I studied a lot of that from college through universities and all that. So yeah. So who's your favorite post-structuralist? Jacques Derrider, and also like Lacan, and I like the female ones as well. The American woman Eve Sedgwick. Yeah, I like she's on Sontag. Do you know Luis Arigure? Luis Arigure, that's yeah. right. Julie Kristeva. Yes. Yes, yeah, right. I read, I got all your books here. Yeah. Hungarian, I think. Right on. The other one is still alive. I didn't realize he was still living. Jürgen Habermas. Habermas is still yeah, alive? Yeah, 90 something, yeah. Wow. And I also got works on sexuality too. Betty Dodson. I met her actually. Oh, really? And I got her videos and everything. So there's a lot of. Um sort of lore about the British and femdoms and canings and mm-hmm. spankings. In general, do you think London or the UK in general are amenable to femdom really? Lance and I, we have a 24-7 TPE relationship. Mm-hmm. I really do have the power. And do you think that England and London are are cool with women having the power? I think so. So a lot of things that you People who go to a lot of public school, when you say public school in England, it means private school in the U.S., as you know. They go to the, the boarding school. They're probably raised by nannies, the strict mistress. So that plays a lot into that as well. Yeah, this public school. Yeah, it's just that that yeah. is just still very putting, putting the women into a service role. Yes, it's, it's still, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, a perverted logic there, isn't it? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it serves a topping from the bottom. It's just a... What's the word bell hooks used again? It's inverted, embedded misogyny. What other kinks, like more specific? There's a lot of specialty stuff like um, into chastity. Have you ever explored that? Well, I, f- I like to explore chastity if I had the relationship of somebody to own me or not a sexual relationship. If I can have somebody to work with me on it, I think I'll be a good student, I think. I'm the same way. Uh, without that relationship, there seems to be no point in doing self-imposed. That's right. I know, yes, right. <laughs> and that was why sometimes I, I don't even go to kink events anymore. Because mm. you go there as a single man, people look at you funny. You look like a predator. Uh, sometimes a lot of the racial tropes go in people's head. I don't think that a lot of white people are racist. It's just that they're unsure how to take you. So if they're quiet, somebody may consider, oh, they're being racist. No, they're not. They're just unsure, uncomfortable with you being around. I wouldn't say that it's being racist. It's just... Racial. That's right. The parts of England where you could be the only one black person in a 
the city of say thousand and the Kingston is ninety percent white in Britain. And in the EU I still I've seen it I hate the idea of a black box, as it were. Mm. Or groups that is racially specific. I hate that and I don't like to be pigeonholed. So I sometimes go out of my way to avoid racial identity. I've seen a lot of that on Fat Life. Most of the blacks are from the US or North America and sometimes they tend to dictate a narrative. I got into a lot of argument. You probably wouldn't have seen it. That lady that I think you blocked, we became good friends. Her name is Oh, yes. Yeah, she's my good friend. Don't oh, she's your good friend. She can be provocative and sometimes she can bait people as well and she knows how to argue. She can argue till the cows come home back and forth. Mm. Then she, some African-Americans took on her and she, she gave it back. The fuck you. Uh, what did she say again? USA is not the world. Not every black person is from a slave background. There's a bigger black world outside of yours. She got attacked because she thinks that the race narrative on fat life is dictated by, and I hate that word, people of color from North America. She seemed to think that the black American narrative is almost the universal narrative. Then she says, no, right. black America is not a black world. So she has tried to explain that to them and they don't get it. And Could she's talking to African-Americans? Yes, right. And sometimes okay. I back her because I've been blocked by a lady called I've been blocked by a few African-Americans because I challenged their narrow view of race. They see through the prism of America's race relations. Mm-hmm. And that's a very dangerous way to see the world. And it's not their fault. Look, man. Nigeria has got about 100 tribes, 400 languages, and they're just one country. You know, just sometimes people conflate ethnicity with race, color with culture. They can be all the same, and yet each of them can stand individually and not connect. They see oppression through optics. They pillar your skin, they less your pain. You're oppressed yeah. or your oppressor. Got up in arms about that. She we, actually expressed emotion. That's right, and I get on with her, so. We gang together sometimes, and it's not deliberate. It's just that I want to show how absurd some of their views are, and they're doing a disservice to racism and stuff to like that. To the rest of the African diaspora. Or okay. the rest of the known brown Indian, the world outside of North America, yeah. Interesting. And so she's talking to African Americans about this. That's right. She challenges, and sometimes she can be very anti-male. It turns me on. When I read it, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay. I think oh, this command could dumb me, man. I'll do anything you want. You can crash my head against the wall because I'm a man. It turns me on. Fat life is becoming less sexual and more politically controversial than even a vanilla page. Mm-hmm. It's right. more political than a normal political Twitter page. It's more aggressive. And not as smart as Twitter. And it's not as smart as Twitter. You read some, some people can't even punctuate, incoherent, you can't even express yourself. I'm not going to get involved in this argument. And I scroll on. And sometimes I get baited because somebody says something absurd and stupid. I'm thinking. Right. Right. Because we're so so solipsistic. That's right. It's a country. Basically, their fault. They probably haven't traveled the country or read much. Everything's through the prism of America's race dichotomy, the black and the white. Well, I'm so glad that we're having a, a wide-ranging discussion. Do you have any questions for us Americans? No. 
that's <laughs> right. Most of my friends on FetLife Americans, they're very intelligent, they enjoy my humor. Hello, honey, and all that stuff. It's just that I got tired of FetLife being a cesspit of hate. Hate. A- against men, mostly? Against or? men, against women, against whites, against blacks, because I've had the base of white supremacist, racist, and the flip side of the coin, black fascists. I know people don't use words like that, but I have come across a lot of black racists hmm. on Fat Life. I'm thinking, wow, the tables were turned and a white person was using this word. <laughs> See, that's the problem now when people define a race. Race is about power. That gives people leeway to abuse. Minorities can be racist. Minorities can be biologically determinist. Minorities can look down on, upon the oppressor and call him a devil. It is racist. Because the devil is powerful. So they demean the devil. So they call him names. You see where I'm going yeah. with this? So minorities can be racist. They think, oh, the guy above me is a devil. As a white American, mm. I feel like like um, what Elijah Muhammad said of the um, Nation of no Islam, Islam. Uh-huh. right? That I feel like a white devil. Yes, right. Some <laughs> people still do that. Mm. The, you know, I've met a lot of black anti-Semites in the U.S. Yeah. in the street corners. Yeah. The Jew, this Jew, that, and they have obsession right. with Jews and then forgetting that, okay, hang on a minute, Arabs started slavery and they're still enslaving blacks in Africa. So, White people are really racist. <laughs> no, they are. I mean, uh, no, I know that. Okay. I'm, no, I'm, not, okay. I'm not denying white racism. Because in no, the United States, the hand, very, very racist. I know that. I've been in the South. I've seen, okay. seen, I've worked in places. I'm thinking, wow, this is Antebellum. And this was t- 1999. Right. I'm right. thinking, some, the clock have stood still since 1865. Yeah, I mean, the, when the I lived right. in Mississippi, it oh, was yeah. nobody that's really right. hid it. You know, at least it was out in the open. Yeah, I had a friend who came to England when Lydia for a while, but he died. It was a black guy. He, he used to wave the Confederate flag through the streets of London. Wow. Oh, yeah. He used to go to Hyde Park Speaker's Corner, and he, he used to come and saw the black Confederate. Got out the Confederate flag, told me about her. Got arrested in Mississippi, University of Ole Miss. At Ole Miss? Ties. Yeah, he used to. And he's black? He's dead now, yeah. Oh. Um, Anthony Hebe, he was a character man who dressed in Confederate regalia, walking around the streets of London or even in America waving the Confederate flag. And uh, it, that wasn't performance art? It was. No, nah, looking back now, <laughs> he had some issues. Yeah. It got him killed in, in the end anyway. Some guys chased him off from motorway. He went for a rally in Alabama on his way home on L- 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 Lafayette County. He, he got rolled, pushed him off the highway. I was reading the news. I was watching the newspaper. I'm thinking, oh, Anthony Heavy. I knew him very, very well. He lived in England for a while, student oh. back and forth. Go to the U.S. a lot in the 80s and 90s. And it, I used to walk with her, a British flag on my baseball cap. I noticed that in the U.S., you look local until you open your mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just another black, you know, you open your mouth and say, oh, where are you from? So I used to wear that. I walked to a place and some blacks will look at me funny. Sometimes they can tell by the way you dressed. Oh, you're out of town, right? You're not from here, you know, that kind of stuff. Then I'll go to some place and the whites will be nice to me because I'm not one of the, bl- I'm not one of their blacks. 
Oh. I'm older. Ah, because see. of the British flag. That's right. And also huh. sometimes the way I dress, you know, mm. you're thinking, okay, don't forget they'll smile at me and thinking, okay, if I was a local black, you probably wouldn't do this. Because that's you're right. not African American. Right. And one time I went, this was a baseball night, last of the series. What do you call that again? World Series. We went to the Holy Cow restaurant in Chicago. And I walked in and people were looking at me. I mean, Chicago is very Irish, right? And this was baseball series. I think the Bostons were playing another Irish city. Kept getting a lot of looks. Then I realized, uh-uh. Then it dawned on me. I'm black, and I'm wearing a British flag. The whites, Irish couldn't. <laughs> think could what's going on here. Didn't know what to make of you. I know, because a lot of them say they're Irish. <laughs> ah, you see where I'm going with this? Yes. So uh-huh. the whole night, they were watching me and getting looks. They didn't know what to do because you were right. the oppressor. Is That's that right. <laughs> I'm black and I'm wearing a British flag. Wow. So they were and I'm in an Irish pub. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is worse than being gay. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. They must have been very, very that confused. What I've, the most disturbing thing of that night was when I walked to the bathroom a few times to wash my hands. There was a white guy there in a suit, white hat. Anytime somebody used a tap, he'll go over and clean it and stand. I felt very uncomfortable there in the bathroom area. Oh, the bathroom attendant. Uh, bathroom attendant. Ugh. And stand there. And because of an old, a very aged black man in a white, like a navy suit hat. That's not I, an English thing. They don't do that here. Have the no, bathroom. Maybe I was too sensitive about just about a black man doing that. Oh, it's slavery. gross. It's gross, man. It's so gross. Did you see any kink in the United States? No. no a- anytime nothing? I go to Europe, it's vanilla French I see. So did we ask what your favorite kink is? No, not really. I gave a few hints. Yeah, femdom. Yeah. Primal play where I am prone. Right. Right under the predator. You're yeah. the prey. Yeah, prey is the one. Yeah. Prey and prone. Nice. So this concludes our episode for today with Herbert, a.k.a. the Yoni Yodeler. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for coming on our show. Yes, thank you so much for introducing us to that group. We really didn't know much about London, so so you found out some information for us, even though you haven't been there before, but... There could have been other places, but maybe next time. It was perfect for us because we got to be able to talk to locals. That's, yes. And everyone was really friendly to us mm-hmm. and down home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you.